I was here. Oh, okay. Well, you didn't respond. <laughs> well, I was. I was just watching some more Simon's Cat. Uh, oh, Simon's Cat. That is not a guilty pleasure. No, you know, that, that is just adorable. Have you invited him yet, Neil? Not yet. I'll get to it. That would be a triumph because this is really this is really the kind of internet animators that should be more encouraged because. Because this is all just one guy who's telling stories about his cat, and then he hit it big. Yeah. Yep. And as a cat owner, I can relate to it. Uh, did you like that latest one I sent you? Yes. The one, the one on the uh, the ice. Was it the one on the ice lake? No, I sent the, the latest one. I, that is the latest one, but the latest one I sent Neil was the one where. Let, let me send it to you, Kitty Hawk. The one okay. With the frog. No. Oh. It's the one with uh, it's one with the with Simon working on the computer. Oh, I guess I didn't see that one. Oh, well, there you go, Neil. Advertisement. He's so big, I have to watch all 30 seconds of the commercial. I just have ad block on my computer, so... Nissan. Nissan, I mean. <laughs> it's so cute. You, you can tell he really does own a cat. Yep. I like how the cat goes between being a cat and sometimes it does like human things like pointing, like I'm hungry. Well, that's what that's what I said. I said once as soon as cats really learn how to do that, mankind is doomed. Yeah. Oh man, today I was watching a um something on they're teaching dogs how to drive cars <laughs> for like disabled people. <laughs> that's a bit much. Yeah. Um I I would trust Google self-driving car over that. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, okay, why are you teaching? I know that dogs can do amazing things like no bus schedules and, you know, be able to dial 911. But I think driving a car is going a little too far. Or or, or subconsciously know when you're about to have a seizure, which is, I think, well, pretty cool. But. That, that has more like what the, they can smell your body doing the wrong thing. Hmm. That human is broken. The magic smoke is coming out. <laughs> but yeah, Neil, did you just watch it? I watched it. What did you think? That's a cat, all right. <laughs> that is a cat. See, the thing is, cats always let you know when they're hungry without learning the point at their mouth. <laughs> yeah, knock over whatever you're working on. Hi, pay attention to me. <laughs> Or my cat would just go over to the neighbor's house and eat all the neighbor's cat's food. So oh, he I never really, thought that was going to be a lot darker. <laughs> started eating the the neighbor's cat. <laughs> See, I was looking at this. I was thinking, this is what Garfield should be like. Yeah, I think I remember. Like I remember early Garfield was. He acted more like a cat, but he wasn't. He was still kind of exaggerated. Garfield was never cute, though. No, he was never meant to be cute. He was supposed to be a big fat cat, and then it wasn't funny. Actually, a lot of comics from that era just seem to be like suffer from this. They aren't really funny, and I don't know why they're still around. Like, like Ziggy. Ziggy is still around. Yeah, I I think it's still being done by the guy's son or something. A lot of, or like, Love Is is still being done. Oh, God. Well, that's because there's lots of pedophiles, Kitty Hawk. Oh, God. I remember the first time I saw, well, the first time I ever heard Love Is wrenching was on The Simpsons, and I was like, is this for real? 
I love how Hobart describes it. What you two need is love is a comic about two babies that are married that are constantly naked. Oh, it's it like, is. I know I heard that too. I'm like, wait, is this a real thing? Yeah, I actually, um, uh, I remember reading it for the first time. I think, I think I was in New Mexico and they happened to have it in the local paper. And I was like, this really is a thing. Oh my God. I think I'd also seen posters from when I was very little. Like it seemed familiar, but yeah, everything from that era, Kathy, Garfield, Ziggy, love is all suck. Well, at least no one's making raising Hector anymore. Oh, worst comic ever. Um, I, I raise you a what, what a guy. The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast, recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distributions. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before webcomics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. All right, guilty pleasures, guilty pleasures, guilty pleasures. Uh, hello and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. This is your host, Ben. Join my co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. Confound it. And joining us is our favorite guest, Kitty Hawk. Hello! I can't think of anything clever this week. <laughs> All right, well, let me let me try it again. Uh, coming back from training under 100 times Earth's depravity is Kitty Hawk. My power level is over 9,000! <laughs> and tonight we're talking about animation guilty pleasures. Uh, all right, let's get this started. Uh, we're basically, This is basically a confessional where we will <laughs> confess things that we would never normally confess about the uh, Cartoons we like and our deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah, and a couple of mine are gonna are gonna cause some gasps, I think. Oh no! But uh, the first place I had to look was in my old uh, the VHS days of anime. Some of the stuff that I actually collected, and yeah. some stuff I'm not so proud of, like uh, Princess Minerva. Um, <laughs> I went back and looked at that. That that one is actually not going to be a guilty pleasure because that one really does suck. And I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to have owned it, but if you if you see what it is, you'll understand why I had it. But the first one is... She's got legs and she knows how to use them? Yeah. The first one is Ruin Explorers. Oh, man. <laughs> which is, Ruin Explorers. Which is uh, a reviled uh, OVA series, only four episodes. And I still like it because it, the ADV cast that they had was kind of sort of the same cast as... Uh, as Slayers, it's very Slayers-ish, but it's it's not very good. But it, it it is kind of funny. It's the Diet Slayers. Yeah, it's like Diet Slayers. Just one calorie, not Slayers enough. Nope. And on the uh, on the side that I'm a little more proud of is uh, Project Echo. Oh, that, oh, everyone loves guilty. Project yeah, Echo. Yeah, that's not guilty. Yeah, pleasure. even though it's kind of, I I don't know if I'd call it garbage, but it is kind of uh, cheesy and. 
It's it's popcorn. The thing it's, is, it's, the whole thing started. It was almost going to be a hentai movie, and it changed gears halfway through production to become what it is. Yeah, and it it definitely shows roots in that because there are very very subtle uh, lesbian overtones. Subtle. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're they're rather overt, but they never actually get to that. Yeah. It wasn't Bika like it, you know, keeping her finger on the button in one scene. Yeah. Uh, you could say that. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the bath scene, like, thinking about her beloved, yeah. See, I could have sworn that scene happened. But yeah, yeah. it's a Project Echo. It's, for those of you who don't know, it, it's it's like a, a giant Japanese in-joke. Because there was, a, because basically you have, a, you have Eiko, who is quite transparently the daughter of Superman and Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, Biko, who's like transparently the daughter of Tony Stark. Yes. <laughs> yep. And an alien invasion of uh, of Amazon lesbians. Yep. Who look like men. Yes. And that's pretty much exactly what Project Echo is. There's there's no other way to really explain it. Yeah, and the first movie was really enough, but they made three more. Which aren't as good, but... Which progressively become worse, but I still watch them all, and I own them all. Yay! That's not too bad, Neil. Yeah. Yeah, that, well, that's not really terrible. Yeah, we're, well, we're starting at the top of the pot. Oh, okay. Uh, next up, uh, well, I gotta get this one out. Uh, She-Ra. She-Ra! I always knew you liked She-Ra, Neil, because you kept on saying you li- you liked those uh, you liked those short shorts. Yeah, I like I like the uh, the Princess Adora design. <laughs> Not much to say here, you know. I there was the episode where where she broke the sword and she had to spend the entire episode as Adora, and that is my favorite episode because she has to run and jump, climb and tumble in that in that costume. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's uh, let's move on to... Uh, Kiviak was mentioning a guilty pleasure. Well, I was thinking about uh, guilty pleasures, and, I, and I'm and i really racking my brain because I'm like, I don't think of anything as, like, a guilty pleasure. I either It's either awesome or horribly awesome in my brain. I was kind of thinking, we, we kind of did a whole episode of guilty pleasures when we did the 70s Hanna-Barbera. Oh, oh yeah, that's... That, that's actually most of the things I was coming up with was like Penelope Pit Stop and um, Banana Splits. Uh, I don't really, I don't know, like Guilty Pleasure, you know, says like I'm I'm guilty of watching it, even though I actually sub- subject others to watching these things just because they're horrible. Um, let's see, Clamp Campus Detectives is pretty horrible. Well, it's not terrible, it's just... Can you actually sit through 26 episodes of three elementary school boys solving, and I say this in in scare quotes, mysteries? It's horrible because, like, the mysteries are so, like, not really mysteries. They're just mostly, like, let's watch three little elementary boys have cute little adventures. And of yeah, course, it sounds the anime, like a precursor to Conan. Yeah, it, it's, it's, ba- it's basically, I think based on Conan, because, like, it came after Conan, and it's sort of based, like, there was a whole bunch of those kind of detective um, manga and anime around the time that Clamp Campus Detective was originally written, 
which was like early 90s. And it's, I'm it's for not... Neil to come in and say, Conan! Yeah, it is Conan. <laughs> yeah, it is Conan. It, it really is. And the only reason I really like it is the animation is really, really pretty. And it's just crack. And you just watch it and you just can't stop. And also it has my two favorite characters of all time, which only get like, I think, a total of 15 minutes of screen time in the whole series. Uh, the Duke Leon uh, duo and... That one leads me into my next guilty pleasure, which is Shinesman. Uh, oh, Shinesman, God. okay, Shinesman is, they only made an OVA of it, but there's like a manga of it, and it, I haven't been able to find all of it. It's basically a terrible, um, like, Power Rangers type series where the they let them choose their own colors, and of course they come up with stupid colors like Salmon Pink. And olive, I think it's like olive green or something like that. Not like, Oliver Green. The, oh no! Yeah, 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 yeah! Couldn't help myself. Yeah, and so Shinesman is pretty terrible, but there's a lot of yow. Okay, and both of these things, Campus Detectives and Shinesman, both uh, share lots of gay undertones. Of course. So you can see why I like this. Um. But and then Shinesman's sort of like my favorite series of all time, which actually never got an anime, which is and they the characters did appear in Clamp Campus Detectives, uh, Duke Leon, which is about two gay uh, two gay Power Rangers who fight aliens and it doesn't really have much, I can't actually recommend you know I like can't think of anything except for they fight aliens they act they act cute together. And there's some plot about alien princes and princesses. Mm. So, yeah. And then the third one is Gargoyles. And, you know, people are going to say, why is that a guilty pleasure? And it's, it's not that good, but I can watch it because it's like a, like a soap opera. And it, it had a <laughs> continuing story. So I was like, even though, like, I remember when I was watching this as it was airing, li you know, live, I was just always like, this is terrible, but I can't step away. I have to keep watching this. What is going to happen? What, what new mythology is going to come in? So let me tell you about a guilty pleasure I have. It's okay. I only I, I don't know how I got the v, this VHS tape, but I found it when I was cleaning my stuff out when I was moving to my apartment. I don't know how I got it. I don't even remember watching it. Mm. Maze. <gasps> I love Maze! That's so terrible. I tried watching it. It's it's kind of weird. Yeah, it is extremely weird. And and you, you find yourself just watching and you're like, how many episodes have I watched? And it's like been like 15. The tape I had only had like two episodes on it. What I, I don't even understand what was happening. Neil, have you ever heard of ever heard of Maze? No. I had the box set. Okay, uh Kidiak, explain Maze to Neil. Okay, so, like, in Maze, like, I think it's this girl, like, gets transported to another world, and she can transform into a male form who's, like, super powerful. And she's got, like, this little priestess following her around, and it's sort of like, it's from that era, it's like, I think they said, actually, on the box set, from the producers of Slayers. So it's basically that, from that era of anime where everyone was doing oh fantasy God anime and there, i cannot remember like everything about it because i remember it was still like i i watched 20 episodes of it and it was confusing as hell 
I just always, I, the only thing I can remember is the priestess was, was this cute little, yeah, 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 kind of girl. And Maze transforms back from a girl and a boy. And the, the boy form can actually talk to the girl form, and the girl form can talk to the boy form. Like, so it's, I had the box set because at GameStop it got marked down, I think, to like 20 bucks for like the whole series. So I was like, shit, I get a 20% discount. I'll buy that. Ah. And then it just sat on my shelf after I watched like 20 episodes of it. And it was crazy. But yes, Maze. Yeah. Oh, it's made by the producers of Slayers. That means I'm going to have to seek this out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, w- I wish I still had it because I would send it to you because I think I actually donated it before I moved to Australia. I should have oh. sent it to y'all so you could have watched it. But I'm sure it, it's not worth watching. I will say it's... It, you should watch it just because it's like, what the fuck? But don't pay for it. <laughs> that, that reminds me of a funny story. Uh, when you were moving and you were sending me this mystery package. Oh, no. Yeah, I, on, on, uh, on Facebook, I was like, oh, Kitty Hawk's sending me a video. I wonder what it's going to be. Because I'm thinking yeah. it's, it's going to be something from the Kitty Hawk archive or, or something. And, yeah. and Blanchard, of all people, goes, I bet it's going to be Robin and the Dreamweavers. <laughs> and, and my face turned into a frown <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. The corners of my mouth just curled downward in the way that the Grinch, the Grinch, it was like the opposite of the Grinch, <laughs> the, way my, the way my lips curled. I'm sorry. It's okay. It was funny. Well, we, we were, we were like cleaning, going through everything. We already gotten that one copy so we could do the show. And then Trevor's like, you're not going to believe this. And he pulls out another copy out of our collection. I'm like, we already bought that once. How did that happen? He was like, I probably got it in like like when I was doing a deal with a bunch of videos, and they probably just threw it in there because no one would buy it. Take it, please take it. Yeah, because we've actually met the guys, so but put those videos out. If so. I had known you were sending that, I would have asked you to sign it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did include anyway. a note in there. I think. Anyway. Yeah, so so yeah. maze is I, I have to think of more that I well well it's uh I did I ever tell you the story of the only Ronma VHS tape I bought? Oh, which one? It was um, what happened was there was a store that was called the Anime Store near where I lived. I was going out of business and they had like a table of like two dollar VHS tapes, and I saw one of Ronma. It's the one where Ronma's holding up a piece of watermelon about to eat it. I'm like, hmm. I always meant to see some Ronma, so I picked it out for two bucks, and it was it was it, number one. The art on the cover was season two two art, and the and this was like a a, a late season, so oh. that that cover lied to me. Yeah. It was the it was the one with the with the was it the the tea ceremony wedding guy oh, God, the one that starts the with Ronma dropping a horse people. in the first in the beginning of the episode. It was quite bad. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I have a Ronda one. I One that we always watched, that my brother and I always watched, which was The Breaking Point. We'd watch that one all the time. Because well, that's Robert because Lo- the animation was good. 
yeah, the animation was really good on that, but it is, like, you, you, you watch Ranma, like, I love Ranma, but when you watch it again, it's kind of like, especially in the later seasons, like, when they're running out of ideas, you're just watching and you're going... Hey, they're only doing they're only doing with what uh, Rumiko's doing. I know. I have to admit that, like Rumiko, like I've been reading Rene, which is her new series, and I think I just read it just because it's a train wreck now. Because it's basically let's take plots from Inuyasha and Ranma one half and change them enough that they seem new. And I just read this because it's just a train wreck of horribleness now. Mm-hmm. So I know. Uh, not, not only is she not moving the plot along, but she's borrowing from her other shows where the plot never moves. Yeah, and, and the characters often talk to the camera now, and there's a lot of, it's just a lot of meta humor. It's getting to the point where it's like, why don't you just retire? Like, seriously, I love you, Rumiko. I love your short stories. They're all so good. Please, please stop. <laughs> Rene is terrible. Uh, I'm trying oh, to think of uh, other guilty guilty pleasures I have. I have some, you know, th- they make animes of these mangas, but I haven't seen the uh, animes yeah. yet, so I really don't know if this counts. There's a oh here here here's one that I definitely think is a guilty pleasure because it's so stupid. Oh, okay. There's, uh, l- l- let me give you the the, uh, the backstory of this. Uh, you all know about uh, what's it called? Uh, yeah, what's what's the name of the show about the, the 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 girl who can like change the world and stuff? And there's an alien and a time traveler and uh, can change wow. the world. The melancholy of oh, her oh. he yeah yeah. The, so so what happened was Jonah Jump introduced a series that was like a big harrowy joke. It, yeah. it, at least to me, it looked like oh, this is like this is like riffing off of Haruhi. This is like totally off the wall and stupid and and the girl has armbands just like Haruhi. It's it's like a whole it's like a nothing but a giant Haruhi joke. It was, it was called Madaka Box. Oh um, yeah. And, and this whole it, the manga actually started like a Haruhi joke and then it became a fighting manga and now it's becoming something else again. It's like what what the hell is it with this? Why is this running for so long? I thought this was about to be canceled at one point. You reminded me of another guilty pleasure of mine. I thought you were going to bring up Lucky Star. No, unfortunately not Lucky Star. This is much horrible. Uh, Love Hina. Oh, oh God, no. I read all of Love Hina, and I've, wa- I've watched all of Love Hina, but I read all of Love Hina, which, you know, goes a little further, uh, while I worked at GameStop, because, you know, I was bored, and we had the big manga section. And so I read every single issue of Love Hina, and that shit is fucking terrible. <laughs> like, it is really terrible. You know who's going to win from the beginning. It is, but he, you know, and it's just, and I couldn't stop reading it. I just had to keep reading it because it was just so horrible. Because you're and, invested now. Well, it was more like, how can this get worse? And he always seemed to make it worse. And I don't know how. He he found a way to make it worse all the time. Like, especially, like, making the the main character a badass for no reason at the end was, like, my favorite part of the whole thing. It was like, and suddenly he's a badass! I know. That actually pissed me off the most. But, uh, like I said, it's uh, one of the funniest cases for me is is just how Madaka Box just started as a Haruhi joke. 
that yep. they, that's they ha- somehow was able, able to publish and jump, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it because Madaka Box the the, the story is there's this uh, student council president who uh, has a suggestion box and whatever what, no matter how insane the suggestion is she's trying to fulfill the dreams of all the other students. Right. So so that's the story and the story is about that and her childhood friend that's constantly suffering and he's always trying to help her because he loves her and it just keeps on getting worse and worse and worse with all these weird suggestion stories and then boom it's a fighting manga. That's kind of like that's kind of like Nagima. Like started out as a as a harem ended up being magic battles like like just take a look at, at that and tell me they're not like doing a not doing a haroi joke off of this just by looking at the cover yeah that, that is totally a haroi joke right there yeah with all the armbands yeah <clears throat> it might have been actually like probably what happened is is the editor was like yeah this is not going well so can you do something to make it better? And then there were fighting tournaments and things happened and the girl got decapitated. It was, it got little. Yeah. There seems to have been a lot of that going on. Like recently, like a lot of series start out as something and then they transform halfway through. And I think it's oftentimes because the editor is saying, yeah, you need to do something to make this work. Yeah. This, this, yeah. Turn into a fighting manga. People read fighting mangas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or a collect them all manga like a lot of manga have, had become for a while like let's collect it all um i've oh got another guilty pleasure clamp in general yeah yeah i i, I freaking love their art and like like i said Dukleon is one of my favorite things of all time but i have to admit that a lot of their stuff is not particularly good it's about to like cool. a yeah, yeah, yeah. Sabasa Chron- the only reason I followed Sabasa Chronicles was to see how how bad it could get. And I and I and I know there are people out there who like Sabasa Chronicles, but I asked them, "Okay, please explain the ending to me." Cuz I My don't My name is Sabasa. That's the ending. I know, like that that what the fuck? Out of Okay, like let, let's leave everything all these loose ends. And then we're just going to have this bullshit ending where, like, Watanuki is like a shadow of a Shaoran. Oh, yeah, sorry, spoilers. Um, <laughs> I'm going to ruin it for you anyway because you really shouldn't read this. And then because of this bullshit, the series that I liked, which was Holic, got got convoluted and weird and ended with, like, Watanuki looking out the window sad. What the fuck? Yeah, I could keep going on about Clamp. Well, at like, least it like, with a with an autistic kid looking at a snow globe. Oh. <sighs> or the end of Chobit. Oh. Anyway, let's not rage about Clamp. This is about guilty pleasures. Well, it also reminds me of, I actually tried to watch Mahromatic. Mahromatic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullshit talk about ending. talk about a fuck you ending. There, there's lots of anime with bullshit endings. Like Escaflowne is one that I particularly hate. I love Escaflowne. It's one of my favorite series. But the ending, oh, I just want to punch the fucking director in the face. <laughs> but yeah, it's a. I, th- I think that's what like Mahiro Matic. That's what makes it a guilty pleasure. The fact that I even watched it. Be- yeah. Because it's like the ending's like oh the ending's not very good. I I don't want to say I watched this. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, here's here's a manga, and here's an anime that I don't want to admit I watched, but I will tell you I watched it. To Love Rue. Oh. 
or I like to call it Tenchi again. Ah, two love Okay, let me tell you the story of Two Love Rue. Uh, it's about this normal human boy who uh, who has fallen into his lap an alien princess inventor mm. named Lala Devoluke, and she has like a, a devil tail and and uh, devil wings, and he has to and uh, De- Lala Devoluke falls in love with him, and. All of a sudden, every girl in like a five mile radius wants him for some reason. Sounds legit. And uh, let me find the intro for Neil to see, just so Neil uh, understands why this is a guilty pleasure. Uh, all actually, all harem anime is a guilty pleasure. The, the funny thing about uh, the funny thing about Two Love Rue is uh, is this series ended prematurely. The, the anime yep. and the manga in, in prematurely because the mangaka got a divorce and he pulled the old he pulled the old the uh, toaster bit. Toaster bit. The toaster bit. Well, it's you know if, if she wants the kids in the divorce, she can oh. have them. Oh. Toaster in the in the in the in the bathtub, Neil. Ah, yeah, I was kind of thinking that. <laughs> so so basically. He he killed the series, killed the anime, killed the manga, and then like after all the rights were cleared up and all that, he started them again as Two Love Rue Darkness. Mm. So I've basically... heard about that, but I wasn't I wasn't sure what that was about. Is it just the same? Pretty much just the same. Oh, okay. Let's so see. yeah, there's there's the intro. Yeah, I'm liking this. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you say that now, Neil, but yeah. <laughs> Oh, another guilty pleasure of mine that I just thought of, Code Geass. Oh, God. That series is awesome. It is so terrible. It is just... I had to watch every single episode of it. It was just like, what the fuck is going on? Nothing is being explained. Oh, well. <laughs> Let's just watch and see how ridiculous this can get. Especially like when everyone dresses up like Zero in order to escape. Oh. <sighs> That series is terrible. I need to watch the new OVAs because I haven't seen those, but I'm sure it's going to be more the same. But yeah, there you go. There's two Love Rue. It's yeah. Oh wow, Psycho No Quasar actually got a series. Oh really? Yeah, that that's the one with the the guy that has to suck a breast to get power. Ah, uh, okay. That's that's an anime now. <laughs> How that happened? It, it's the first. It's the first recommended link off of Two Love Rue. How uh. that happened? I don't know. Um, that was the one where you said you gotta tell me about that one. Oh, is that the one with the breast sucking? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I love how I got it off of that. Yeah. A guilty pleasure for me would have to be the OVA High School of the Dead. High School. Of the Dead. Oh, oh, High School yeah. of the Dead. I don't watch it because of zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just put it that way. I mean, you all have seen High School of the Dead, right? Yeah, I've seen I've, High School of the Dead. I've seen the opening of it. Yeah, yeah, that, that's enough to get why I watched yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there's I mean, like it, that... it's something when the guy who creates the manga is like, yeah, I'm going to put the creator of Helsing in here as a fat otaku who loves guns. <laughs> see. <laughs> kind of hard to believe we got away with that. I'm trying to think of other, like, 
Like, there's a couple of manga that I read that are, like, friggin' terrible. Like, uh, Utsusuki Lily, which is, um, Lying Lily, and it goes nowhere. It's, like, about a cross-dressing boy, because he'll, he'll punch out his reflection if he sees himself as a boy, so he has to cross-dress. What? And then they try, then they try to stretch this on for, like, 40 issues, and so the other things have to start happening. Like, everyone has to cross-dress. And now the main girl has to cross-dress. And the father has to cross-dress. Everyone's cross-dressing! Yeah, that that's a bit much. Neil, back to your list. Yeah, go back to your Okay. Well, I gotta, I gotta throw the Zelda cartoon in here. Oh, God. Well, yes, excuse, excuse me! It is so awful. But it's... It's definitely better than the Super Mario cartoon, and it's it's got a charm of its own. I mean, well, it's better and, animated. And when you yeah. were a kid, it was like you know every Friday was Zelda Friday. Yeah. So you, you really wanted to love it because it's you know it's Legend of Zelda. And it was just the weirdest interpretation of the Zelda franchise. Not as weird as the CDI games, though. Oh yeah, well. <laughs> what, about, what about what about the uh, Link to the Past? Japanese commercial. That's a weird interpretation. Oh, I love that. It is, but it's closer to the original. Yeah, it... but it's not it, like they're the... just making shit up. Well, in the Zelda cartoon, uh, Zelda was a lot more proactive. I mean, she hardly ever got captured. I mean, I think one time she even rescued Link. Yeah. And not only that, there were all these clairvoyant moments, weirdly clairvoyant, like uh, the first time you ever saw a water dungeon, first time you ever saw Link on a horse. And uh, all these things came later. <laughs> but the horse wasn't the same name, Neil. Yeah, I know. It wasn't Epona, but still. So th- this was actually kind of some kind of rad horse because he op- he pwned you. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh. oh, speaking of terrible video game cartoons, Mega Man. Super oh fighting God. robot. Oh, I used to watch Mega Man all the time. That was so horrible. I, like... It it may it like was terribly written and I think let me find that let me find that video guts man's ass. And, you know, I'm I know I'm making this joke for like the tenth time, but uh, Roll had the had the vacuum cleaner arm. Yes, I know. Which proves that she beat Dustman. Yes, I and I think to. I'll retire that joke now. I, I like how they tried to make her part like oh look she can do stuff too. It's it's like they they spent all the money to uh, to to fix uh, Mega Man up, and it's like it's like you know Roll just sort of saying they're like uh, hello it's you know you you got another one of those uh, busters there, <laughs> you got another one of those arm cans you could refit me with, and it's like oh, I'm sorry we don't have that in the budget. <laughs> oh my god! And the opening to this cartoon was so well animated, and then it starts, and you're like oh my god. Yep. Of course, most cartoons are like that, but this one seemed especially disappointing. There was some like, wasn't it like? It almost felt like a different cartoon. Like, it did. well, yeah, that's I... a funny story. It almost was a different cartoon. Yeah, the oh. original character designs were much more in in line with the with, with the video games. Yeah, that, that that's what I remember. Okay, I found actually that in the first true. episode. In the first episode, before Mega Man was upgraded to Mega Man, they actually called him Rock. Oh yeah. So this actually is, quite sadly, one of the most faithful interpretations of a of a Japanese game property in American soil. Mm-hmm. 
the, well, yeah, that in, that intro is just that in a bullshit. Other versions of Mega Man, that that was their way of getting in the rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like I said, it's just kind of funny that they were that this actually follows the the game storyline quite faithfully. Which is weird. I mean, yeah, like th- this... what does Pharaoh Man do again? Oh. Uh, once like you start going you... like Mega Man four and up, you know I don't, I don't even know. The, the only problem with this is the fact that uh, Proto Man is fighting Mega Man when they actually are. Yeah, that's well, utterly bizarre. It was like someone played what was it Mega Man four where Proto Man, well Proto Man wasn't really the bad guy, but they were pretending like he was Mega Man three or something. Yeah, it was Mega Man three because like um, that was the first time he appeared. And he would come by, and he seemed mysterious, and then, like, you would shoot him for a little bit, and then he'd leave something for you. No, but there was a later one where, the, where on the box, it said, ha-ha, you have, to, you have to actually fight Proto-Man now. He's gone rogue. And, and then yeah, I think you I play the game, that. and it's like, surprise, it was actually Dr. Wily. Yeah, I, think, I forgot which one that was. Let's see. Pharaoh Man has Pharaoh Shots and the Pharaoh Wave. Pharaoh Moans. Whatever the hell that is. He seduces Rolls. Well, it's a, it's a nice Hawaiian punch. No. Okay. But yeah, like, Mega Man was like, I almost wonder, like, why does the intro look so good? And why why is the show too terrible? Japanese studio? Korean studio. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the difference. That's the way it was in the 90s. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest way to uh, explain it. Just... I know another guilty pleasure. Johnny That's Quest, that. the second Johnny Quest, well, the second and the third Johnny Quest uh, cartoons. Are you talking about the one where yeah. they go to the CG Quest world? Yes! I yes. fucking love that stuff. That is awesome. It was so horrible. <sighs> I used to watch it, that it like, made, it, every afternoon. It was afternoon. CG so bad it made uh, Beast Wars look good? Yes, that and Reboot. I loved Reboot because, well, Reboot, you know, it, the story is terrible. But you just watch it because you're mostly like it was mostly the the animation and you just couldn't turn away. Well, the the story about um, Johnny Quest is actually really funny because Johnny yeah. Quest is another case of two production teams working on the same cartoon because there are two very different seasons. Yeah. One season is where they're trying to do the old uh, Hanna Barbera style Johnny Quest storylines to where yeah. they're going around on adventures and stuff like that, and no CG at all. And then there's the other season where it's like they're like, oh, let, let's let's do every episode in Quest World. The Lawnmower yeah. Man season. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's it's actually a lot like Bonkers in that sense because they had two teams working independent of each other. Well, it, it seems like what happened with Johnny Quest is is that it wasn't working. No surprise. Um, and they decided that they maybe like okay, well, cyber stuff's in. Let's try to do that. And that did not work either. But I watched, I think I've watched every single episode of that. And I would watch it. It was terrible, but it was just sort of engaging because it was sort of like, let's see how stupid this can get this week. Like, well, Johnny how... Quest did introduce, well, the best Johnny Quest episode ever was actually uh, Toby Danger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That Johnny Quest cartoon, I prayed every day for that cartoon to just die. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was on uh, uh, Toonami for the longest time. It was also on TV. Really? Also on it was TV. on syndicated TV here. Yeah, it was on syndicated yeah. TV, and TBS also showed it for a while, too. 
They know drama. Yes. I remember the TBS animation block. They had that, Dexter's Laboratory, Two Stupid Dogs, and a couple other shows. But yeah, that was, that was terrible, and I used to watch that. It's time for intermission, boys and girls. Do you like retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast, GeekCastRadio.com's newest podcast. Join us here on the Telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on GeekCastRadio.com. In a world without hope, in a time of their greatest need, three men came together to deliver responsible news about video games. GeekCast Radio and The Lunchroom proudly present XRG Extreme Retro Gaming only on GeekCastRadio.com 2012 marks the 30th anniversary for Masters of the Universe. We here at the GCRN are celebrating with a brand new series of podcasts. The Powers of Grayskull series will cover every episode of every MOTU cartoon. Yes, even that crappy new adventure stuff. Join Optimus Solo and TF2 and Mike as they tell tales of Eternia, discover the myths of Etheria, become masters in space, and finally masters of Grayskull. You can find the Pods podcasts in iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Good journey! And now, back to the show. Neo, back to your list. Okay, well, uh, you know I like kind of weird old animations, kind of like mm-hmm. shoestring budget. Uh... Most of those old Lee, King Leonardo and Jay Ward cartoons I really like. Like uh, I was not, afraid you would say uh, I was afraid you're gonna say Clutch Cargo. Oh God! No, oh no. Clutch Cargo! <laughs> yay! But I I liked I liked the King Leonardo cartoons. I liked Tennessee Tuxedo and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle and all all those cartoons oh. that you know they're kind of people kind of look at them now and they're like, well, this is kind of janky and old. Why do, why do you like this? I'm like, because they're funny. Well, they were well written. Yeah. yeah, they were well written. They were. Uh, they were episodic, and they were. I I, I like the the fractured fairy tales, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if the Alvin show was produced by the same by the same companies, but uh, that one was also kind of funny. The the precursor to Alvin and the Chipmunks, which was yes, much know much, was much better in my opinion. You mean the the sixties one? Yeah, the sixties one. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, that. I did. Yeah. I did not like. Uh, Underdog though that that was the one that I really didn't care for, but I liked all yeah. the other ones. Underdog is here. Yeah, yeah Underdog was kind of, but I liked uh, God, what was the Hunter, the 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 kind of like uh, uh, the 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 sleuth who's like a dog and I, oh God, I'm I was watching a couple of these. I'm having a hard time remembering what they. Were. I like I like George of the Jungle. Yeah, George of the Jungle George, was another one. George, God, they, George, nobody George. ever shows these anymore, but they they show like. They show like the reboot of, of George of the Jungle, but oh. Flash. the the Flash George of the Jungle is shit. Yeah, it is total garbage. It it is it looks totally wrong. The guy doesn't even they didn't even design to look like George. George is yeah. supposed to have a big barrel chest. Yeah, it's not supposed to be some skinny guy. I yeah. mean, how could you miss that point? Yeah, that was the point of George. He's supposed to look like a strong man, like a, just like Tarzan, but he's stupid. But that's I, the point. I, I, but the point I was getting at with this is that I, I really like the old these old crappy anim. Well, I shouldn't call them crappy. They're just kind of cheaply animated. But I thought yeah. they were. I thought there was a lot of heart in them. Like R- Roger Ramjet, I think is my favorite. 
And you know, gonna... you know where those they, they were animated, right? Where? Mexico. Oh. In the heartland of America. Mexico. Just like today's Chevrolet. <laughs> Speaking of bad well, animation. That, that is that they made sure that to uh, to uh, not go into the cornfields and. Oh no. <laughs> That Disney pleasure. cartoon is hilarious. Well, that oh, I love that. I had that. I had that on DVD. I had that that Disney collection. And one of those Disney collections, I had that one in there. It was in the Tomorrowland one. I love that animation. Don't poop in the fields. We should probably show that to like you know food producers nowadays, so they won't like infect our lettuce with listeria and things. Okay. Your fathers made this video. Why don't you watch it? <laughs> I, I just, I just loved it because we learned about that cartoon from Rick from uh, United States of Geekdom. And yeah. Rediscovering the magic. He, he says, "Did you know about the Disney cartoon about about, about yeah. Mexicans going into the cornfields and crapping in the cornfields?" They did some. They did some more. Um, some more animation like that for the Good Neighbor. Um, like I forgot what it was called. It was like the good neighbor policy when they were trying to like, hey Latin America, here's some here's some interesting PSAs. And there was one other that they did, and I forgot what that one was. Like but it was good... equally it was equally as bad. Yeah, I, I, I just <laughs> yeah, that that one's good. I really love that one just because it's like these are no shit things. Ha ha. Well, yeah, obviously no shit in in the cornfield. <laughs> But uh, that actually reminds me of another guilty pleasure I had. There was a very specific uh, Donald Duck cartoon that I feel like I can't in today's society say I like. Oh, but I know which one you're talking about. It, it's the one where where Donald's nephews decide to buy him a gift. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what you're... I know what and you're they doing. buy him a cigar box. Yeah. And Donald thinks that they were going to smoke it, so he decided to teach them a lesson by forcing them to smoke the whole box. Yep. And right when he make, finishes their punishment, he finds the note. Aww. <laughs> now, I do have a guilty pleasure that's badly animated, going back to badly animated. The Tom and Jerry cartoons from the 60s. Ooh. Those with the atonal music and the, the sound effects that are off. And the animation is not there. I love those. They're so. Are, you, t- they're, are we talking about the uh, the, the filmation ones? Yes. Oh, no, no, no. The uh, no, not those. Oh God, what's the, his the, name? Uh, the guy, the guy you're you're always making fun of for for animating uh, over in Eastern Europe. Oh, yeah. Gene Deitch. Yeah, Gene Deitch. Yeah, I, See, I love those. Well, Gene Deitch does those. a pretty good job of making fun of himself now, so. I just I I love how ter I love how terrible, yeah the Gene Dye Chariot that's actually my one of my favorite like Tom and Jerry's well other than the Chuck Jones ones but those are because those are good I love these because they're just so bizarre you're just watching and, and, the, and you're and like the funny thing is we almost had Gene Dye on the show but uh, Neil discovered through several conversations that uh, Gene isn't exactly in mint condition anymore oh yeah. that's sad. He was becoming rather incoherent in our email uh, exchanges, oh. so I just kind of stopped talking to him. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty he, sad. It's, but... We almost had him, but uh, 
Uh, I will defer to Neil's judgment because it sounded like things were getting weird. Yeah, I was kind of scratching my head. But yeah, that was actually on my list. That was like, I know I've been tossing a lot of softballs here, but Gene, the Gene Deitch, Tom and Jerry's was definitely the one where I think some people are just going to turn on me from here. For hearing well, and that I, I don't understand. I don't understand because they they're wonderful. They're wonderful. They were, they were, their... they, they, were uh, they were what Brad Bird's joke about worker and parasite was about. Yeah, and it, it's just wonderful because it's just. It you, you all remember Worker and Parasite, right? Yeah, yeah, I know Worker and Parasite. I mean, I'm just saying I love them just because there's something charming about how terrible they are. Like you just almost like love them for like the music. It, you don't understand. You're just sort of watching. You just like time stops while you're watching these. Well, well to me, the, the the issue I have is is the set pieces and the characters and the prop pieces are never well defined. I mean, something that looks like a no. set piece all of a sudden is grabbed, and yeah. then there was the the space the episode where where Jerry goes into space and you have Tom with oh not the cat whiskey again <laughs> that was terrible, Neil. Oh come on, it's like the only thing you have. <laughs> yeah, like if you've you seen, seen the whole episode, that, I've seen the whole episode. It's fine. <laughs> I just love them because they're so weird and so it's such a weird interpretation of, of Tom and Jerry. But, you know, it, it, here's a, here's something a lot of people don't realize is that Gene Deitch actually hates Tom and Jerry. He he loathed doing those. But, you know, he kind of uh, did the best that he could. And I think he did a much better job than even he's willing to admit. Yeah. He, he, he definitely did an okay job. Like, it's, it's, it's watch. It's not. I will say, like, compare, like. No, this is saying a lot. Comparing to the rest of the Tom and Jerry's, it's like not as well animated, but it's not like you're gonna you hate it. You it just it has that charm. It's just I love I actually love a lot of the Soviet animation. Like I was watching the um, the Winnie the Pooh, oh, the gosh. Russian Winnie the Pooh, the other day, and I was just like the backgrounds look they were like they're drawn by children, but there's just something like fascinating about watching them because it's like a totally different school of animation well there's a guilty pleasure of mine it's uh there was one episode of dexter's lab that is totally the worst episode they ever did but it's one of my favorites what what happened was an eight-year-old kid won a contest yes and basically his story idea became an, an episode that they animated and he got to narrate it I do remember that. It is the most nonsensical, stupid 15 minutes of animation ever. I love that. Yeah, that was a cute episode. But I love it because it was like, because it, it was something surreal about the fact that here's this uh, Cartoon Network with this huge multi million dollar property with these awesome, great animators, and they took some eight year old kid's fan fiction script. And brought him over to to the studio to read it. That's uh, excellent. It, it predates X Cop by how many years? Yes. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> at least by, a decade. probably about yeah, about fifteen maybe. And that's what it was wonderful. I actually liked that episode. I thought it was really cool. I just I just thought that was that was something was like wow. There's really no one like at the helm of Cartoon Network to to be all managerial and saying you can't do that with our multi million dollar property. 
Ex except that I would imagine like most kids would think that was pretty cool because they would be like, oh, someone got to do that. That's so cool. And then, and then someone wrote a, a Red Ranger episode of Power Rangers and submitted it and <laughs> got his wish granted too. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I'm oh fine god! With this. You brought up freaking forever red. Oh my yes. god! Okay, that at was least... that was a wild force episode, Neil. That was wild force. Yes. God, I don't even like talking about wild force. See, you know what what season it was. I didn't. <laughs> well, I have a very keen memory, Neil. I mean, I watch a lot of things that I would be—I would just be plain guilty of watching. I would never call them pleasurable. <laughs> like, uh, I have seen every episode of Teen Titans, but I did not enjoy it. I've seen it purely to debate the episode on its merits in the past, <laughs> or lack therefore of. Um, let's see other shows I've actually enjoyed. I'm trying to think of some. Uh... <sighs> it's hard. Okay, well, I got one here. Probably the only one that's going to top the the uh, Gene Deitch, Tom and Jerry. And okay. this is probably the one that's going to make Ben gasp. Stripperella. <laughs> Stripperella? Yeah. That show was terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was funny. The animation value was not there. Nope. No. The, the story, the, 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 the plot, you know, just, just the plot elements were, were stupid. Yep. I mean, what next? Your favorite movie was Tank Girl? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. Tank Girl's fun in its own way. I mean, uh, that at least had Malcolm McDowell in it. But Stripperella was... It had a lot of stupid jokes, but I thought it had a lot of funny humor. I like the first six episodes. I don't like... Okay, after like the first six episodes, I guess Pamela Anderson kind of threw a fit because the character really didn't look like her, and she didn't like certain other things. And so the show aired for like six episodes, and then it kind of took a break, and then it came back to finish the season, and it had a completely different animation style, and they changed Stripperella to look more like Pam Anderson. And the last seven episodes are just awful. <laughs> you know what? I would have been okay if you said totally spies, Neil. <laughs> But this Stripperella is not that bad. It's just terrible. It's part of that whole look. We can now put stuff on the internet. I mean, this is inexcusable. Okay, I got I got one. The critic um, on Flash, the third season. Oh God, that that was that was that was an abortion that happened too late. I watched every single episode. And, you know, and, like, the critic goes from, like, season one on ABC. It's pretty good. Season two on Fox. Uh, season three on Flash. Oh, my God. The story the story about the critic, just for, so people remember, is uh, the critic was done by James L. Brooks. Mm -hmm. and, and the critic was a show that people, for some reason, kept on assigning to, uh, to uh, Matt Groening. And he hated that because he had nothing to do with it. Well, it was just so because it was season one like... aired on ABC. It failed. Yeah. James L. Brooks begged Fox to pick it up. Fox picked it up, and then he begged Fox to make a Simpsons tie-in episode. Yep. And that pissed Matt Groening off tremendously. 
I remember that. Episode. He's like, why does my show have to be the pilot for Brooks's failed cartoon? Because it's Fox. And it was a very public blow up from from Groening and Groening. I mean, we're talking about the guy who who signed off on the I Carumba T-shirt. So, so it's not like. So this was this was really really so, bad. So, so this was the line, you know, the line must be the must be drawn here this far, no further for for yeah. Groening in. It, but it I, was it was a is a very bullshit storm inside that office. But the crit the critic isn't like terrible. I mean, it it kind of has like the beginnings of kind of like a Family Guy cutaway sort of thing going on. It wasn't, but like the third season is really bad, and the reason it is is because he gets a new girlfriend. And she's, like, adopted a bunch of, like, orphans or something like that. And each episode was, like, ten minutes long. And it was not funny at all. Like, it was just terrible. It was, like, a train wreck. Like, all the writers were gone. Well, the biggest problem I had with The Critic was I remembered loving it when I was growing up. But when I tried to Mm -hmm. watch it, the humor is very Murphy Brown-esque, where it's very topical. And outside of the vacuum of what was happening in the news within six months it it sort of lost its luster a lot of the jokes were old movie jokes that people always made fun of you know oh james mm-hmm. you know oh oh uh you know sean connery's james bond was old yep it's like yeah that's that's uh that's a, an old joke yeah congratulations that that's kind of that's older than sean connery's joke but it was okay for it was okay for the time like i it was during that period when they were like trying so many different animation. Like I saw Fish Police, uh, Capital Critters, uh, which were family. all which were all gravestones in the, that year's. Uh, yep, exactly. Three House fa- of Horrors. They they yep. just you know the, the Simpsons writers guessed. Yep, and like Family Dog, God the Devil and Bob, which they recently tried to bring back God the Devil and Bob, which I was oh, like, God. why would you do that? I've watched every episode of that, and it like. Wasn't good. No, it really wasn't. No, but with I, uh, with with the critic, it was. <laughs> the critic is one of those shows that, like I said, nostalgia just doesn't work for me because I remembered loving it when I was a child. Oh come Watched on, again, Duke! Didn't love Duke. it. Duke, Duke, you've got to love it for Duke. Like Duke's fried chicken and all that. Like Duke is the best part of that entire show. Like, everything he does is awesome, because he's, like, the Ted Turner character, and I freaking love Ted Turner. Duke of, of it. He is, he is crazy, but I I'm love watching him. the Critic uh, webisodes, as they called, and these oh, they've are terrible. Been on, yeah, they are really terrible. That's, uh, that's, that's quite bad. I mean, there was a, I mean, lots of different shows tried webisodes, like, uh, even the Bruce Timms team did those, did those Gotham Girls shorts. Yep, I remember those. Um, I can't watch those. I, I've tried. I can't. Catman was like my favorite of all those, but like I can't find it anymore. Catman's not a guilty pleasure. Catman was actually pretty good, but Trying nobody what has shows it. that there were. Uh... I never liked Duckman. I tried to like Duckman. <gasps> Duckman like... is good. Duckman is awesome. Like, okay, I admit that in the later later seasons, it did get a bit uh, tedious. But, like, it is, I actually like Duckman. And, of course, the great theme song, and it, it was fun. I mean, it was, it was, it was good. It was on. It was oh. one of the best cartoons that Klasky Supo ever did. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll of, have to say One of the two that. good ones, the other one being The Simpsons. Here, here's a guilty yeah. pleasure animated movie. This mm. is by far the most nonsensical, stupid animated movie I've ever seen, but I love it. Mm. SpongeBob SquarePants the movie. Oh my god. <laughs> god damn. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Because of the goofy goober music video that is totally a shout out to Twisted Sister. <laughs> if you've ever seen it, you, you would understand why I like it. Uh, yeah, yeah. You ever seen it, Neil? I've seen parts of it. I wasn't there a scene where they're they're writing on the back of uh Yes, oh, David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's he rode the Hasselhoff deal. Yes. Rode the Hasselhoff. Uh But yeah, the, the Goofy Goober song is 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 it's totally it's totally Twisted Sisters I Wanna Rock with just new lyrics. It's it's <laughs> it, it's actually one of the most it, this makes the whole movie, in my opinion. I mean, the rest of it's kind of bleh, but then when this happens, I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. I, I know. I know, but I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not. No, it's fine. I like Wizards. That's one of my favorite movies. So, And I've heard y'all don't really like it and all, but I love Wizards. Wizards is awesome. It's terribly... An- what? It's kind of slow. I love it. It's great. I've heard people complain about it, like, oh, the animation, you know, like, lots of rotor scraping and shit like that, but I'm like, it's good. Or, like, people rag on, like, they rag on the Lord of the Rings movies that were done, like the animated ones. Yeah, Yeah, movie, that's what I meant, yeah. There can be only one. Yeah, I love those. Well, the Return Um, of the King, that was done by uh, uh, Rankin Bass. Yep. Yeah, even my dad knows Rankin Bass's name. My dad doesn't know who uh, who uh, who Baxi is, but when I mentioned that the Return of the King was Rankin Bass, my dad's like, "Oh yeah, I know Rankin Bass." I'm like, and my dad doesn't know animation at all. But yeah, it's the Goofy Goober song for SpongeBob SquarePants. That, like I said, once you see that music video, you'll, you'll be like, "Oh wow, yeah." That makes speaking the whole of, movie. Speaking of Rankin Bass, I, I kind of like their. Kind of like all that old shit that Rankin Bass used to do, like the the holiday specials and uh, oh yeah, especially the not... stop motion stuff. Again, it's stuff that people kind of look at now and they're like, oh, that looks kind of janky. But you know, I still think it's good. It's it's actually pretty good. It's kind of weird in places, yeah. like because it was in July. Like the one better of, than Gumby. Yeah, like the life the 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 life of of Santa Claus is like real. Like when I was a kid, I remember I watching that going, what? You mean Santa Claus is coming to town? Yeah, that one. Yeah, the one where it was like he grows up and everything like that. Santa Claus I, begins. Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> what? What is going on? There's like fairies and shit. What? I I I could not I could not help myself with with that uh, Batman oh, Begins. Yeah. Uh, Santa Utena Claus movie. begins. The Utena movie. I love that movie. It makes no goddamn sense, but is wonderful and has lesbian cars. Oh, uh, what was the name of that one? Uh, that one movie, the where where the girl wants to become a a knight in shining armor, and she turns into a car. That's Utena. Oh, that yeah. Yeah, like she wants to be the prince, and um, she gets like a a ring from the prince, and so she decides, oh well, I'll be the prince. And then she finds the Rose Bride, and then they, she duels and all this. Well, the end of the Utena movie is awesome because she turns into a car, 
and Anthe, who's the Rose Bride, has to ride her out of the school in order to escape as Utena's falling apart. Well, it sounds like somebody in Japan was watching Turbo Teen. Probably. <laughs> but except there's lesbian cars, and they're naked and kissing as they're racing out of the school. Turbo Teen... <laughs> you know, I've never even actually seen the full episode of Turbo Teen, but I know exactly what it is for some strange reason. Tre- I think Trevor's actually seen a good bit of that. Uh, I don't know he why brings... I know of Turbo Teen without ever seeing Turbo Teen. It's 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 like this weird. Uh... I think it's like I've never actually seen it. That's the that's the thing. I've only yeah. Ever a a guy a guy turns into a car when he gets hit with uh, what was it hot water or cold water or something, and the opposite temperature changes him back. So it's also mm. got a bit of Ranma in there. Except well, actually, it, it predates Ranma. That's fucking weird. Yeah, so, it, per, so uh, Rumiko was watching that. I, I yeah, doubt maybe, it. Yeah. Well, it might have been based on some other like. like well, uh, Rumiko said that the whole idea of Ronma came from looking at public restrooms. Okay. That's interesting. Like she All saw right. the you know male and female doors, and she's like, "Hmm." I see. The restroom door said, "Gentlemen." And the hot I'm water just... and the cold water. It's, I don't know, they were called water closets? I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing now. Laser Tag Academy. <laughs> I'd forgotten about this. So Turbo Teen, it's, um, Neil, yeah, have tur- you ever seen Turbo Teen? No. But there, are, looking- there are lots of cartoons where they're just so infamous that without <laughs> even seeing an episode, you know of their existence. Like, yeah. Like there was the MC Hammer cartoon. and I've seen it. The kid I've and play seen, cartoon. I've seen it. I've seen that. Nobody in nobody in their right mind should ever actually watch these. But <laughs> I was sick that summer. The uh, the uh, new kids in the block cartoon. I've seen it. The Gary Coleman show. Oh, that that always. Whenever the new kids on the block cartoon it. came on, that was like time for me to turn off the TV. The uh, the Mr. T cartoon. Um, I've only seen references to it. Like, That's I've kind never of actually seen uh, it. Early 80s Hanna-Barbera, I can still... If I see it on, I'll watch it. It doesn't matter what it is. Gary Coleman show, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, oh, old Hanna-Barbera. I'm going to see if YouTube has any Turbo Teen on it. It probably does. I'm sure it's on there, because no one, no one in there has the courage to even fess up to own it. So <laughs> no one's going to submit DMCA. It, it, it's it's they, Ruby Spears, so um, nobody's going to stop you. Yeah, Ruby Spears. So, I'm, I'm going to, I'm Time going Warner to fig- probably doesn't even know that they own it. I'm going to figure out what temperature water is required again for Turbo Teen because it's <laughs> okay. He draw okay. Wait, they did they did Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa? Oh, my oh God. God, no! They did. They worked on that. That was one of the last things they worked on. Yeah, it was. It was one of the last things they ever worked on. That is sad. Okay, apparently it, yeah, hot water changes him back, and cold water turns him into the car, apparently, according to this intro. Because he goes through a car wash, and car washes have hot water, so it changes him back. (gasps) Thundar! Oh my god, I forgot, that's a Ruby Spears production. I love Thundar. (laughs) Thundar is terrible. (laughs) Okay, why is Bigfoot chasing him in the opening? 
I have no idea. Oh man, you need to turn on Boomerang and Thundar comes on late at night. And it's 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 like a guy who looks kinda like He Man and he's got and they're all they're all drawn by Kirby. Yeah, Jack Kirby did the character designs. Yeah, that was like one of the last things he did. It is wonderful. It is wonderfully drug fueled fun. Yeah, in Turbo Team, this kid has some junk in the trunk. <laughs> yeah, his the way his legs are drawn as he's transforming just look really creepy. Yeah. Oh man, the Centurions! I'd forgotten about that one too. See, it's uh, in 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 China you fall into a pond, and in America in Detroit you fall into a, into a radioactive lake. And yay! Oh man, Wait. here's what here's why Mega Man sucked. Ruby Spears was involved. Yeah. Uh, okay, Kid Video. Oh man, Kid Video. Not a guilty pleasure because no one watches it. No. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think of another guilty pleasure. Neil, keep going down your list. Well, I've only got a couple things still on here, like like Fat Albert, you know. Oh, it's Fat it, Albert. It's <laughs> filmation, but it's also uh, it's also Bill Cosby, and you know Bill Cosby, yeah. you know back in those days you couldn't really go wrong with him. Yeah. Well, Bill's gonna teach you a thing or two. Yeah. Gonna have a good time. <laughs> yeah. So it was <laughs> it was occasionally funny when they weren't trying to uh, teach you a lesson. Well, Bill says he's going to teach you a lesson. Mm. <laughs> so I'm watching the opening the kid video. I remember this. Oh. Yeah, there's something about old Hanna-Barbera and old Ruby Spears that I, even though I think these shows suck, I would still sit down and watch them. Yeah. Uh, here's Mask. Oh, God, Mask. Is Mask a guilty pleasure? I have not seen Mask since the 80s, so I don't even know. I will call Mask a guilty pleasure. I just remember there was the kid that rode around on that on, on the scooter? Yeah. Well, you know, Mask Crusaders, they're working overtime, overtime. Yes, yes. Fighting crime. <laughs> Secret Raiders. <laughs> it, it's like a whole bunch of uh, kits. All on one team or something. I don't know. It's I, I I don't. I've never really gotten mask. It's it's it, it seems like a weird concept know. to me. It is. It, it it you know what mask reminds me of? What? Team Knight Rider. Oh God. It is kind of. But I, I think <laughs> kind I, of. Yeah, I think someone someone saw that one car where the where the car where the doors open up like a like a like hatch. The, yeah, where the gull wing doors become gull wings. Yeah, and then they're like, what if the car could fly? And I think that was probably, like, the genesis of the whole toy line. That That is, like, eight-year-old logic. <laughs> it is, but I could see something it, It's like it. a little kid having a DeLorean little die-cast toy, and they open up the, the door. It's like, vroom, vroom, vroom. And the, and the older sister's like, what are you doing? He's like, well, it's now, it's a, now it's a plane because <laughs> the, it's like wings. I bet you that was the genesis of the whole franchise. And you know what's worse? Uh, the the G.I. Joe toy line, because now they bought Kenner, uh, Hasbro did back in, I don't know, 90s or early 2000s. So now what they did was they, they, they rolled Mask into the G.I. Joe continuity. Oh, that they, they've, they've explained it away that, that Venom is actually like a, like a, like a, 
like subsidiary sub, of yeah, subsidiary of, of Cobra. Well, like uh, like some like whoever was in charge of Venom like bought a bought a franchise deal and something like that from from the from the Cobra twins and yeah, the Cobra twins were selling franchises out. It's like it's like McDonald's but with with evil. Yeah, and they actually made they actually made a GI Joe figure of the uh, of the lead character of Mask. And I was like, no. oh no! Why would you? Do I, that I, would, I would, you know, and I, I'm imagining Blanche is going to comment and leave us some corrections about. Yeah, the, he'll probably. We probably got so much, so much stuff incorrect. He'll be like, "God damn it, you guys!" Just ask me. I have a whole mask podcast. <laughs> so how much of Stripperella have you watched? <laughs> One episode. Did you Did you see the character that had the herpeter helmet? Oh, they they, they have a they have a mentally challenged uh, agent. That, that that's all sorts of wrong. Yeah, he's like, hey, Stripperella. That is all sorts of wrong. <laughs> that that is that is that is. I mean, it's it's wrong, but it's it's kind of that I, I it's kind of that humor that where it's like daring you to laugh at. It's like this is politically incorrect, but we know you're gonna laugh. I mean, I mean, even Chuck E. Cheese knew to stop, change Chuck E. to take away his herpeter helmet and safety vest. Oh. I mean, it's, I mean, oh my God, that, that's that that's all sorts of wrong, Neil. I know. That's a, that's 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 terrible. That's, that, that, that's Timmy. Terrible. Yeah, they have a Timmy character. Timmy. What I love is was was uh, Comedy Central was very specific about Timmy, where they where they sent back to the Matt and Trey, make sure he doesn't spaz around so much and stuff like that, and and they they, they and their response was let's make it worse. <laughs> no, he, he, because before he was like he moved around the chair a little bit. Now they made him like really spaz out in the chair because because that's what they're like. If you tell them not to do something, they're like, okay, we're gonna make it worse now. Thank you. And Comedy Central's like, God damn it, this is our only good show. Like, uh, like the episode where Cartman got hit in the head and thought he was a Vietnamese prostitute. Yeah. They so they they said to him that that Cartman can only say "sucky sucky five dollar" only like twice, and they they in and, and uh, Matt and Trey pushed it to like twelve times. Jeez. See, that's the position that Comedy Central's in now is that, you know, they can't cancel that show. <laughs> Because they'll lose so much revenue. Like I said, I just thought that was funny that that every time they tried to negotiate about changing something, you know, Matt and Trey somehow came up on top with making it worse, far worse than they originally intended. Yeah. Like I, I wonder how they got away with with that shark raping the little boy. Oh, oh that was awful. <laughs> but you could stop looking because. Oh, that that was that was one of my favorite things. I think South Park's almost a guilty pleasure because people don't admit to watching it anymore, but they still do. I I have not actually watched it in the, a long time. The, there was an episode with the with the mentally disabled kids, you know, summer camp. Yeah. Every mentally disabled kid was a classic cartoon character. They they were all kids and they were drawn human, but each one was, you know, had because all the classic cartoon characters had speech impediments. Oh, like the, you know the vulture that talks slow, and uh, Sylvester and Elmer oh, Fudd yeah, and, yeah. and Porky. 
Yeah. You know, basically all of those were, were uh, mentally disabled kids in this episode. Oh, that's that's actually pretty funny. No, I haven't actually, like, I, whole, I don't know. The whole story yeah, was Jimmy was the most popular kid in camp, and this, this other kid was trying to get Jimmy killed or, or like, get him dethroned as the most popular kid in camp. It came up with all these weird ideas, and, one, and these ideas always backfire on him. Like, there was the one idea with the... Uh, where where basically they they uh, his his dumb henchman blows a shark meeting whistle and then the shark came out of the water to rape him on the shore. Okay. It, it was it was actually quite uh, disturbing, but it, I couldn't stop laughing. It's uh, well with, with South Park. It, yeah, South the only problem I have with South Park nowadays is it feels like they're just trying to come up with like ways to shock me, and it's just like. I'm sorry. I I hang out on the internet. Like none of this is particularly shocking to me. Like I I think I saw like like when they they did the the butt face people. It's like uh huh okay or you know or the you know pooping through your mouth. It was like all right yeah I've been on the internet. It just it it just feels like they're just trying to just come up with ways to shock. And I just I don't know. I mean, Family Guy does that too, but at least they've now reached into the point of uh, let's just have 1980s fight scenes in each episode, mm. which is which I actually appreciate because I'm like, this is actually okay animation. Like Family Guy, I I like because they're getting into the stage of well, now we have a big budget and we can do fun things. We're not really going to focus on the story anymore. We're just going to have some fun, which I'm fine with. Because I know the show's actually now like what seventh season or something like that, which is about the time that it should start to suck. So what? Yeah. I think that's all the guilty pleasures I have. Do you have any left, Neil? No, not really. Uh, uh, I think we covered them all. Pretty much all of them. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I, I'm sure. There, I'm sure there's some we've forgotten, but but uh, I can't think any off the top of my head. Well, that's okay. Well, so. Uh, that's uh, that's all we have for y'all today. Uh, this year's Ben. We have TV's Richard Neal. And Kitty Hawk of Sparkling Generation Valkyrie Yuki. Sexy fun. Check it out. SGVY.com. All right, we're saying goodnight. Just looking at some more of these deviant artists. Sadly, not as many are deviants. Deviants? Well, the, the, doesn't deviant art like randomly go through and like tell people they can't post certain things? Because I remember there was like a crackdown for a while. 
Yeah, there was. Yeah, they they got rid of Call Me Poe for a week and then yeah, versus the decision when people got mad. <laughs> because uh, basically they they created this rule that said if a character was ever in fiction the, the portrayed as being younger than eighteen, then she could never be sexualized ever. So every female character ever, basically, that was ever on screen younger than eighteen, yeah. which is most of them. Yeah. Because every just... female character at some point, somewhere, has had a flashback to teen years. Well, and also, like, it's just a drawn character. And then the age becomes a question, like, okay, so that character was created 20 years ago. Are they still 18? Or you can just do what I do and say, everyone is 18. Well, that the funny thing 40, about that 18. rule is, uh, you know, there, there's tons of sexualized Teen Titans art. And, yeah. and yep. the only reason this crackdown happened to Call Me Pill was because of Kim Possible. Which is funny. Kim Possible. The amount of Kim Possible porn out there makes me wonder. I'm like, who well, the fuck well, is he It wasn't this? even porn. What, it was what just Call Me Pill was doing. It wasn't even uh, porn. Yeah, I remember it wasn't that bad. If I, if I remember, let's see. I remember it was like pretty tame. It was pretty much just cheesecake. Yeah. Yeah, but that's why I've never really been big about DeviantArt. Like, it's just sort of, if I put some of my my saucier stuff up on there, is it going to get pulled or not? I don't know. Do I roll? Do I roll my dice and see what it is this this month? Oh well. Oh, I haven't checked out his art in a while. He's got some cute things. Yep. What? What's going on here? Cleavage Club. <laughs> yeah, Neil won't be joining that club. What Aww. club is that? Cleavage Club. You know, just because I say I'm a leg guy doesn't mean I don't like boobs. <laughs> you, you have this dichotomy problem where, you, where if I say I like X, you're like, oh, Neil doesn't like Y. <laughs> oh, oh my no, God. it's called Ben likes to bust chops for comedy. He did. He he did some. He did some fan of from the space night. Oh my god! From the space night. <laughs> Damn, really? I remember we had. I think we had all the comic books of this when I lived in Tuscaloosa. Oh, that's old. I know. I I think it was because the comic book store was having a sale, and he had every single issue. So we're like, sure, why not? Let's get some. Rom the Space Knight. Let me see if I remember who uh, who drew that run of Rom. Oh, wow. Sal Bushimi. Bushima. Sal Bushima. Sailor Moon. Oh, old Sal. Yeah. He had a long career in the Marvel bullpen. You know, Cecil was a was a good production artist. He was, you know, he never stood out too much. You know, he he was never bad, but he was never great either. You know the kind, right? But he was just there. He was he was there. He did the he did the less. Looks like he did like a lot of like inking. Well, inking is a is a very important part of the process. It's a exactly yeah. Here, retired for three years, still inking for Marvel. 
That's one thing he said. It's hard to find good inkers nowadays. Most people don't learn how to ink. Well, it's because they, you know, well, they either go directly from pencil and, like, clean that up and then color that, or they try to use vectors. I don't know. There's a lot of good inkers out there. You know, tablets, fortunately, have encouraged people to learn inking because there's, like, less, you know, fucking up. Mm. Like, in the case of, like, oh, God, I used to hate inking. Just because, like, if you screwed up, you either had to get the whiteout out or... I love inking. I don't like it. I prefer my tablet. Then I can just hit Control-Z and then I'm I'm back back in the game. Oh my god, it's white out there. But Rom the Space Knight, wow. It's... <laughs> that brings me back. That yeah. brings me back. It's uh, lots of... Uh... Seriously, yeah, I think awesome. I think one of the most important things people should do when they talk about old books like this is talk about the artist as much as the writer. <laughs> most people don't care about the artist anymore. That that makes me sad. I don't know. People care about the artists. It's just I think because like now now one of things that like, make me one of the things that make hmm? me happy was when Neil said he looked for books for artists by certain artists. Yeah. Well, I think I don't I don't know. I I, I think like because like now like artists or either are also writers nowadays mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, like especially with like online creation. That's true. So. That's true. But the, the, uh, the, the books, the, the companies are trying oh, yeah, really hard yeah. to, to make, to create this writer artist divide where the writers are people who also write for TV shows and the artists are blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, from what I've, what I've heard from inside is, is that they want to create this, uh, this division because there has been some creep of artists becoming writers and they don't want this to happen because writers get paid at different rates, usually at higher rates. Yeah. And so if you go, if you transition from an artist to a writer, not only are you getting double credit in some cases, but you also will, you can demand a higher salary. So it's really just sort of creating these like gates, like writers are more important than artists. And also the fact that they've been trying to like go cheaper and cheaper on the art. I know they're trying to do that with writing too, but hearing some of the rates nowadays, it's like, really? You're charging that much for coloring or that much for inking or even pencils? And it's, it's just ridiculously low compared to what I thought it would be like, I think like someone told me like the going rate for like coloring was something like ninety or a hundred dollars per page, and I was like, really, that low for a Marvel book? I would expect it to be higher, but but yeah, it's just most it's, it's mostly the they want to create a divide because they want to keep the artists in their little section and keep the writers in their little section, and let's not let them mix. Yeah, like I said, I just really liked it when. Uh... When there was that whole, uh, you know, I, I like looking for the art. I like looking for the uh, for for the artists, being fans of the mm-hmm. artists. I, I like that oh, yeah. because when people start not talking about the artists anymore, it doesn't matter what kind of comic, American comic, manga, especially. I, I love looking for for art by certain mangaka because yeah. I, I know, oh, this this guy does great work. I want to find out more of what he did. It's 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 what yeah, creates what... the interest in, in in the brand and in the. Uh, in in the medium, I think for the love of the medium, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree that like 
when it comes to comics, it really all falls on the artist. Um, like, because if the art isn't good, a lot of people will just sort of turn away. Um, unless the story is like freaking amazing. And even if the story is freaking amazing, if the art is terrible, oftentimes people will just be turned off just because they're, that's not what they're looking for. If they were looking for that, they'd read a novel. So right. I think it is important to focus on the artist as well. But I, I think it's mostly nowadays, like, the reason that people focus on writers, I think, with, like, traditional Western comics is because, well, a lot of the art, I think a lot of the artists now do a lot of their on, own online things, too. Like, they write their own things, right? Like, that's what I've been noticing lately. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kitty Hawker, when's the next mm. Sketchathon? I don't know. Maybe next month? You should do one every week. People will line I'm not up gonna to, do... to I, give I you money. I might do that. Well, yeah, but I got a lot of stuff I got to get done for Christmas, so I can't do one this weekend. I got to work on the holiday special after all. Okay, okay. Yeah, I got, I, got, I got other things to work on. I just did it this weekend because I was like, oh, yeah, the, the charity thing went pretty good. Let's see what we can do on my own. For money for you, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, it's going towards the Kitty Hawk uh, Needs More Equipment Fund. I can't like, believe the the mead thing became a... Uh... A meme? It, 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 yeah, I, I think that one was, uh, that was like, one of the more favorite ones. Um, <laughs> that one and the Sonic Stig. Oh, wow. Which, yeah, Sonic Stig, which... Uh, Actually, now the guy wants me to finish that one up for him, and I said I might do that later. The mead one and the mead one was really good, and uh, and oh, did you see the um, someone colored the uh, the yours? bigger? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, that's Kaylee Graf. He does he does some vectors. He's pretty awesome. Oh. So yeah, yeah, I might do another one. I'm just not sure, like, because right now I'm just like, I need to get this holiday special done. So I'm like, probably not this weekend. Maybe we could do it during Christmas break. That's good. Hey, you got you got Christmas money? Spend it on me. <laughs> well, there you go. I'll request something far more perverse next time. All right. And Neil, next time you should have been you should have been there, Nick. Neil. Well, I was I was at a family birthday party. Yeah. Oh. That's okay. I'll I sent Neil a message. Hey, Kitty Ark's doing sketches. And Neil's like, oh, I better sign on quickly. Yeah, an yeah, hour number, late. Yeah, the no, and then there were people that came in three hours after it happened. And I was like, I'm so sorry. They're like, Kitty Ark's doing sketches? Show up. Maybe D will show up next time. D? Like D from, from 4chan. You know, hentai alternative. Ah, okay. Yeah. Never. It's where the it's where the dick girls diaper play, um, tentacles, uh, no, all that. No, lives. Yeah. no, <laughs> yeah. Like my stuff gets posted to that one all the time. Transformation, I mean, breast expansion. Uh no. Yeah. Well, breast that, that's where it gets a little out there for me. That's that's way too. <laughs> it's not. It's not one of the worst ones I've seen. Diaper play is kind of like. I don't really completely understand this, but okay. You have fun with that. At least no one requested fart cakes. God. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, we'll God. See. That, that, we'll that see weird. what we'll see. We'll see what happens next time. We'll see what we get. I mean, that's why I have the the thing like within like, I think it's like on my sketchboard. I say within reason and law, <laughs> and <laughs> like I'm, I'm not gonna do that. I I think I've only I said that like to maybe two people before. But they were asking for things that was just like, no, I'm not doing that. Mm. I'm not even going to mention what they were. Neil, uh, so next week is is Bob Mackey? I'll find out. Okay. If not, it'll be the week after. All right. All right. So next week's fallback is Oh My Gods with Kitty Hawk? Okay. I'll get all, I'll get all the TV series. I'll watch that. Oh My Goddess. Yeah, I'll get the, I'll get the TV series. I'll watch that. Because, like, I know the OVA pretty well. I know the movie pretty well. Um, I watched a little bit of Mini Goddess. And you, you of course, have watched, uh, what is it, Flights of Fancy? What? I watched that. On Hulu. Yeah, let's see here. It's the one with the bagpipe opening. Yeah, I think I've seen that, but I'll probably watch that one again. Cause... It's the one that intro- introduced Peroth. Yeah, that that's yeah yeah. I need to watch um, that one. Who's, again. who's actually who's actually quite hot? Yeah, pure pure. That's it. Pure, yeah. Pardon me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. Um, I, I like yeah, that I, one because pure shows up and it's like she's this little firecracker that shows up and she's messing up the vibe everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I remember reading like I've read the most of the manga. Like the thing is, is like if you were asking me about the manga, I could probably tell you. A good bit about it. It's just like I only watched a little bit of the TV series. I know the TV series though follows the um, the manga pretty closely though. But uh, I will I will watch Oh My Goddess this week, and we can if y'all show falls through, we can do Oh My Goddess, or we can do it at a later date too. All right. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, I'll talk to y'all later. I'll see you in the chat. All right. Alrighty. All right. Night. Good night.